Welcome to How to Become More Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the How to Become More Podcast, a place where entrepreneurs get fired up because we all know as entrepreneurs, sometimes we have challenges. Let's overcome this. And today, what better way to have Megan Schwann to come and be invited guest to tell her her journey, what she loves, challenges, how she overcame to inspire us to be more and more of the entrepreneurs deep down we know we want to be. Megan, welcome. Thank you, Francois. It's really great to be here. So honored. <laughs> good, good. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, personal, professional background, and, and, and enlighten us to set the stage here. Yeah, so um, I like to say that I fell into entrepreneurship. I am currently the CEO and founder of Sidekick Accounting Services, and it just kind of happened upon me. So I was working, got laid off of both of my jobs that I had at the time. They were both part-time jobs and kind of had to figure out like what was next. My family needed me to work. Um, one of the jobs I was working was as a bookkeeper for a landscaping company, and I was doing that mostly from home and figured, hey, if I was doing it for them, I could probably do it for other people as well. And that was kind of what started my journey into small business bookkeeping. And <laughs> it's grown from there. So nine years later, I own a business. Uh, we have 80 some clients a month that we service. And I have a team of seven other people and we service clients throughout the US and it's been an amazing journey so far. <laughs> Excellent. Megan, I like what you said that at first there was challenges with work and then you looked inside of you and says, hey, I got some talents and abilities. I can do something about it. Most entrepreneurs, that's how it starts. And then we sort of find out we're really unemployable. <laughs> and then we say, let's use my talents and abilities instead of giving all my blood and to, to something else, someone else's dream. Let's build my own. And of course, as we're doing this, there's some challenges that happens, but at least you started doing something. And I also hear that, you know, you're a single mom of four. Yeah. This is absolutely wonderful. Someone yes. that decides <laughs> take the bull by the horn having. So, so ladies and gentlemen, no more excuses. This is having your plate full at home and yet making something where now you're employing seven people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I have a team. <laughs> That's amazing. So you even developed a team. So not only you, but you encountered and helped others as well. Perfect. So, so tell us what gets you fired up as an entrepreneur? Why did you decide to become that entrepreneur? Well, like I said, I kind of just fell into it. So initially it was just trying to make it work, right? I needed to bring in money and finances for my family. But now as I've grown into um, this role as the CEO, Um, for my organization, you know, it's really driven by being able to help other people do the same thing. So I've gone through a number of life transitions. I had my two kids when I started my business and then um, I got separated from my ex and had two or during that period of time, I had another kid and then another kid all while separating from my ex. And my business has been uh, like a lifesaver. Honestly, it was my source of income. It allowed me to be able to go through that transition and still provide for my family. I was able to step back when I needed to and lead on, um, lean on my team. So for me, it's been a source of not just financial support, but also kind of emotional support and 
the tool that's taking me towards where my goals are as well. And I really want that for other people. Most business owners, like you said, we kind of follow into it. We know how to do whatever it is we know how to do, but building and growing a business is like a completely different animal. And that's really where we specialize in is helping businesses learn what they need to know to be able to grow by the data that they have in their business finances, basically. So we help empower owners to understand their numbers so that they can grow. Absolutely. If they don't understand their numbers, how can they make educated decisions? They might make one that, hey, let's buy this. Oh, maybe it's a good idea to wait a little longer before you do this and maybe buy this and this before. Therefore, if they have their numbers, and this is such a thing that entrepreneurs at first, we don't want to look at the numbers. We just want to have people through the doors. And so there's money coming in, but we need to know where it's going so we can be efficient and intentional with the things that we're doing. But I want to back it up a little bit. You said something. As at first, I was doing it all. And because we have to as entrepreneurs, but now he says, as the CEO of my company, I can look back and make sure that I see and supervise everything going well. So you have evolved in your role from doing it all. Important point, when you do it all, when you replace yourself by others, you know what they need to do. They can't pull wool over your eyes because you've done it. This is sometimes people say, It's a shortcut. I'm going to hire people to do everything at first. What do you think that that is? I think it's a mistake of doing this. It's better to be quote unquote overwhelmed at first, trying to do everything on our own, even make mistakes. So then when we um, uh, hire out or sub out, we can therefore be more acute as to what needs to be done. And of course, the people that we hire are often better than we are what we did. And so, but we can still learn from it and make the business grow. So. You took the approach of doing everything, backing up and trusting the team. And then from there, it goes to the next level. How's that for the journey? How did that switch come about from you doing everything to now looking at others to help you out? Oh, I'm sorry. It kind of broke up a little bit. So I heard a portion of what you said, but could you repeat the last part of your question? Absolutely. Maybe closing some tabs of what you have can help also. So one of the things I said is how and when did the shift come from you doing it all to saying, hey, I got to stop doing this. I'm going to burn out and then start to delegate to others. You paid the price to doing it all at first and then delegated, which I was saying is I think is the greatest thing you can do. The mistake is you come in, you start to hire out. You don't know what's going on. You have no pulse of the business. Right. So explain how that transition came yeah. to you from doing it all to then wanting to delegate. Yeah. And I think my goal, um, you know, once I started the business, probably not initially, but I would say probably a year or two in, like I had to start thinking about like what exactly my goal was for having my own business. And for me, because I had young children, it was to be available. Oh, it's cutting up, but that's okay. I guess Megan will come back. (laughs) The joys of doing live. Sometimes we have cuts, but that's okay. So continue. So he says, uh, you had many, you had children and then you wanted for for your family. Yeah. So I wanted to be there for my family. And so, you know, I, there was only so, so much I could do. And I was working a lot. Like I always tell people having my own business, is the most I've ever worked in my whole life, but I couldn't imagine doing it for anybody else, like working for anybody else. So, you know, the only way to be able to grow 
um, or stay small is to be able to start delegating. And that, that was really where the shift came. It was like, okay, I'm at this crossroads now. I can only do so much. So in order to do more, in order to make more, I had to add more people to my team and to get myself out of it. And that's kind of the, the whole um, trajectory that I'm on is like, how can I work myself out of this business, you know, and being able to put the right people and the right systems in place in order to go in that direction. So <laughs> that's, that's I, I love it because you're talking about as you evolve in the roles that you do, your thinking needs to change as well. See the person you are yesterday and the person you need to become tomorrow is two different people. So if you keep on doing the same thing you're doing, as yeah. you know, the law of insanity, doing the same thing, expect different results. Right. But also there's a shift yeah. that happened. You says, because at first you loved accounting, you were doing it for people, but now you're going into sort of the management CEO level and not everybody wants to do that. But what's that triggering right. that said over and above the fact that, okay, I need to do more for my family. I'm going to burn out. What's that little twig? And I'm inquisitive into this because it is a secret. Not everybody, and we're all different. It all comes in different ways. Yeah. So the more we can uncover it, then the more of the audience can find out how it can be done. What was it for you? Um, well, for me, you know, and again, you know, another crossroads because it's a journey, right? Of having a business. So you come to all these different crossroads along the way. So that was like the first crossroad. And more recently, probably over the last two years, we came at another crossroad where it's like, do I want to keep it this size and just manage this or do we want to keep growing? And so I think the secret for me um, was my desire to have an impact. So I've always wanted to be able to affect other people's lives in a positive way. And what we do is unique and um, in that we are very intentional about our services and we're always working to improve. Um, so that differentiates us from a lot of the other accounting firms, accounting and bookkeeping firms. So for me, the more that we grow and the more I can set my business up, the more clients we can serve. And because just the nature of it, the more they're successful, the more they impact, you know, the people in their circles, their customers and their families and communities. Successful small businesses have so much of a huge impact in wherever, whatever space they're in. And I think that's really the secret for me is like, if I keep growing and I do good with my business, then I get to impact that change. And then it's just a ripple effect. And I think that for, for me is the secret <laughs> to continuing yeah. to grow and drive towards being better and bigger. So excellent. Yeah. So, so therefore it's your clients are <laughs> inclined or encouraged to grow because you're leading by example. Yeah. You're not someone that is going to buy someone. So oh, I'm happy here says, why are you happy here? We can do this. We can do that. And so as you point out the numbers now, it's time to grow. And so how interesting yeah. that it's so important to choose the people we surround ourselves with, because we can, we tend to live yeah. to their expectations and your expectation, Megan, is for them to grow because you're walking the talk and you're growing and you want to grow and you're looking for ways to grow. As you do this, your mind expands. Yeah. And then I call it your vibration or your mindset. And by doing this, you're attracting more people into your life that want to grow as well. And guess what? People that want exactly. to grow know people who want to grow. And so it's it's a yeah. chain. You're putting things out there. That That's one of the things I love best about my mindset is that whatever you put out comes back multiplied. You put bad stuff out. Guess mm -hmm. what? Bad's coming. You put good stuff out. Yeah. Then good stuff is coming. 
But the interesting thing is that, for example, if I do good with Megan, maybe the reward's not going to come from Megan. And that's when people disconnect. It's not about a a one-on-one -on -one relationship, me and you, Megan, talking and me adding value to your life and not necessarily getting something back from you. I'm not saying this is going to happen, Great. but I'm just saying but sure. we, need, we need to stop because if I do this or if any entrepreneur is doing this, all we're doing is looking for an exchange. I do, you do, I do, yeah. you do. And that's limited. But if I do, I do, mm -hmm. I do. And then I heard this uh, last week. I think it was awesome. The more you give, don't close the door in the room that you're in to receive. Don't try and receive the blessings through the keyhole. Open the door yeah. and open the windows so they come in from all angles, all different places. Because it does not yeah. necessarily come from where you send it. It can come from somewhere else. And we never know where. That's why let's bring the best to the table every second, every time we meet with someone. And my favorite is to leave everyone with the impression of increase. Every time you meet someone, yeah. make them feel better than they felt before they met you. And as you do so, yeah. then they want to be more and more around you. And what better things, yeah. Megan, than having someone feel better about themselves when you show them the numbers says, hey, we're doing pretty good. Or sometimes yeah. you must have the hard conversations. Uh, you know, the numbers are not exactly what we're supposed to do. Maybe we should change the strategy here. Is these some of the options that right. you offer your clients as well? Yes. Yeah. So, and it's funny that you talk about shift because one of the things that I say to people when it, when we're talking about what our services are is really helping a, an owner move from just being an owner to being a CEO, because then they start managing by the numbers. So we teach our clients or support them in learning about like KPI. So even if it is a hard conversation or they're not seeing the numbers that they want to see, they feel more in control because now they have an understanding of what those numbers actually mean and what they're indicating and how to make adjustments to improve the numbers that they're seeing. So it's, it, it is a, it is a big shift that needs to happen to move to the next level in business. And it's something everybody has the opportunity to be able to do, which I think is really the awesome thing about being a business owner, because whatever that end goal, whatever that goal is at the end is, is relative to the individual. So it doesn't have to look like your version of success or my version of success. If you focus on what your version of success is and work backwards from there, you can drive your business in that direction. And you know, the sky's the limit for whatever you want that to be. And that's the really neat thing about being a business owner versus being just an employee because you have control over that. And then if you understand your numbers, then you have the data towards moving towards that goal. And that's what I really love about what we do <laughs> as, a, awesome. as a business. Because every successful business, you know, it, they look at their numbers. So they're very, very important. And people miss that part. And that's what we do a lot of education around is helping people understand that and then getting in front of it. Because the earlier you can start focusing on that, the more successful sooner, you'll be more successful sooner, basically. I love what you said. <laughs> 14 minutes, 40 seconds. You said something like every successful business looks at their numbers. So ladies and gentlemen mm -hmm. listening right now, if you're not looking at your numbers, you're missing out. You need to find out. Yeah. They're telling your story. And, and the nice mm -hmm. part about this is I, I like to teach always responsibility. Take responsibility for things that happen. The results that you get are a reflection of who you are. And if the results are not good, it's a reflection that you need to improve. And if the results are good, that means you're doing something good. 
But unless you know what the results are, how can you get some feedback? How can you readjust? How can you right. tweak? How can you change? And I love what you said about having the numbers, the KPIs in front of you empowers you to, and I love that word, reverse engineer yeah. whatever was working <laughs> and then do more of it or reverse engineer what's not working and then stop doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. This is empowering. So yeah. I can tell how you get excited. I get excited about everything. But it's, it's exciting <laughs> when you have passion about helping others because deep down, that's what I want. Help others to get better at whatever they do. We've been given God gifts, talents, and abilities. Let's develop them. And the more we develop them, the yeah. more we can serve others. The more we serve others, the better their lives get. And then everybody, I say, when the tide comes in, all the boats rise, regardless oh, of their size. Right. And it's, yeah. it's absolutely wonderful to do that. So I can feel the passion that you have with this. This is absolutely great. So... Yeah, what is wow. you've already touched on it but tell us because as entrepreneurs as we mentioned before entrepreneurs if someone asks you how's it going says fine <laughs> but deep down <laughs> and it's and it's it is fine every now and then but we get hits more than we get rewards and what do i mean by that this is one of the uh how do you say the beef that i have with the schooling system that only rewards people yeah. when they succeed good Like, what about when they don't succeed? And then when we go into entrepreneurship, if we say, oh, I'm not sure how to do, I'm not going to do it because then you think about the teacher that said that you were a dummy if you didn't get a, a, a A or a B and you got a C or a D. Actually, interestingly enough, mm -hmm. the C and D students are the owners of the businesses and they hired the oh, A and is right. <laughs> <laughs> Very <But> true. That, <laughs> that thing, though, of... of of telling people that it must be right or don't do it. But in entrepreneurship, that's not it. You follow your guts and then and then you you continue to tweak. And what better ways to tweak it than have your numbers? And so you're on the, I, how do you say, uh, a more tangible way as me, it's more of my mind. What What is it, my mind stopping mm -hmm. me? What am I telling myself right now? Am I uplifting thoughts and saying, hey, and those are my three best words if you want to write them down, how can I? These are the three most powerful words that you can ever have in your life. Why? Because they give you power. How can I overcome this? I was talking to Megan. Megan said that my numbers are good. How can I make them better? Or if she says my numbers are not good, how can I improve them? The how can I put control back into your lap so you can start doing things? I say that God cannot steer a parked car. Keep moving. Even if you're going in the wrong direction, right. he'll be able to steer you back. But having others outside of us and have a different set of eyeballs into our situation enables us to get more awareness and clarity on the situation and we can get to the next level. Let's face it, you as an individual come in and tell people about the numbers, but you need other things like management for your employees. So we cannot be the end all be all to everything. So if our products, no. ladies and gentlemen, our services are really good and we're helping others, guess what? Other people have products and services that can help us. And that's what starts the wheel going. Get people into your world as you get into their world. And the more we do this, the more the economy runs, the more our business flows, and the more Megan will tell you good news. Your numbers look great today because you're helping a lot of people. That's awesome. So so yeah. tell, tell me again, what the challenges, what's one, because you talked on some of them, but what's some of the challenges that, that ugh, it was really hard. Something that, and that's what I like to do on this show is, What's heart wrenching? What's something that almost made you stop? I says, ah, is it really worth it doing this? This is what I'm looking for. That's the juicy events that I'm looking for. And of course, you need to be vulnerable. 
But the nice part about this, Megan, is that we're just going to dip into that pool for a while. Then I get you right back out because you're now successful. But that everybody can understand yeah. that we all hit walls. We all hit a point where it says, man, is this worth it? What's happening here? I'm bleeding from yeah. everywhere. I want this deeply, but what can I do? So, so can you relate one example of that in your life? Yeah. So um, this was a story from uh, probably first or second year of owning my own business. And we were at the time we... We did payroll services. We no longer do just because of COVID, but we were handling people's payroll. And um, there was one client that we had a miscommunication. They wanted a payroll ran, but we were switching systems and it ended up like pulling out instead of doing paper checks. Anyway, there's this whole debacle. And basically what ended up happening was their employees didn't get paid um, or it pulled the money back out. And there were bounced fees and employees bank accounts and you know this whole this whole debacle <laughs> you know and nobody wants their employees to be paid badly you know or wrong or whatever that's a huge screw up for a business owner that just like sends everybody in reeling and i just felt so bad about it it wasn't 100 my fault because the owner was giving me different uh messages um, so they were, there was a communication thing, but I just, I felt so horrible. And even after they were, we got it figured out and everything was okay. The employees got paid. I refunded, you know, fees that got bounced and it was all fine, but I still felt really, really bad about it. And, you know, at that point it was like, uh, am I even cut out to do this? Like I totally just dropped the ball and screwed up. And I think my realization was, I, I took donuts to the office, <laughs> my employee's office, so that like give it to all the employees um, that were there, you know, and just profusely apologize. And the owner was just like, hey, Megan, like, thanks for do doing this, but you didn't have to because it's fine. And I think that was kind of the point where I was like, oh, I'm way harder on myself than my clients ever will be. Because if as long as I, you know, own up to the mistake and then fix it so that I don't make that mistake mistake again for the most part people are understanding like we're all humans we're all business owners i mean like i'm b2b but even b2c you know as long as you acknowledge the mistake and then work to improve it i think for for the most part people are understanding and i think that was a huge realization for me um and in my confidence because now whenever something comes up with a client the first thing i do is say okay is this actually a concern or was that client just being a pain in the butt? And if it was something that I did or that I needed to improve on, I'll improve on it and just take it as a lesson going forward. And I do that with any challenge that comes up or any mistake or any conversation that goes left, you know, with my team and with our clients, because the more I can just keep moving forward, like you said, you can't shift unless you're moving, right? <laughs> So as long as Absolutely. I'm moving forward. Awesome. Um, That's and looking fixing, at it like a winner. You know, right. Yeah, exactly. And just keep moving forward. There's not really anything that will be able to stop me, you know, and that and stop my team from going where we're going. And I think that's really um, the thing that business owners really need to have. You got to have this tenaciousness and this, um, you know, uh, what am I, grit. You know, you talk about that a lot, but you really do need to have that as a business owner if you're going to make it past, you know, that five-year mark. 
I mean, most businesses, small businesses close within a couple of years, five years for sure. And so if you're going to make it past that point, you really got to just come to an understanding and a mindset shift that failures aren't bad. It's an opportunity to improve and as long as you can take that opportunity to improve and keep going there's really nothing that's going to stop you so that's probably the biggest thing i've learned <laughs> one of and them that, anyways that's awesome uh, and I, I took some notes on this because they're great and so let's unpack all of us as entrepreneurs when we make mistakes we feel bad about it and then uh and then we ask ourselves am i cut for this And then when this happens, mm -hmm. then you mentioned something that is brilliant. You said, usually we're harder on ourselves than our clients are on us. Now, I have a caveat mm -hmm. on this. To me, it only happens for people that are heart-centered and service-driven. If deeply mm -hmm. you're serving people more than for the money, of course, we need to make so like we're in a world that you don't have money, you're going to starve. So we need to, you know, no margin, no mission. But over and above this, if you're only thinking about money, you're going to get up on the top of that building. And when you're on top of it, you can say, man, I'm on the wrong building. You're going to have to come back down because money isn't everything. It's part of it, mm -hmm. but it's not everything. But being heart-centered and service-driven enables you to have the challenges or mistakes that you do to be overlooked very rapidly because people know that you're coming from a good place. You're not coming from a place yeah. of taking advantage of. And, and people are good. You know, I don't care. People say, oh, people are mean. No, people are good, especially if you're good to them and you try your best and you come with a, a sincerity mm -hmm. when you're approaching them. So I like that. We feel bad about it. And then we says, am I cut out for this? And that comes down to the speech that we tell ourselves. Sometimes we are our worst enemy. We're telling ourselves things that if our best friends was to tell us, we tell them to take a hike. I don't want to see you anymore. Yet we're doing it to ourselves. And as an entrepreneur, we need to stop this. That's one of the major things I think teach all my clients is you got to be nice to yourself. Be your own yeah. best client. We see when we have right. a good client, we take good care of them. Well, be your own best client. Take good care of you and change that internal yeah. dialogue that you have. And one of the best ways, as I said, those three words, how can I? How can I transform mm. this situation and turn it around? And then you said also something I love. You said failure is not bad. It's an opportunity to grow. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant as far as school. School doesn't teach that. Failure is bad. You're done. Yeah. But in entrepreneurship, right. failure is not bad. It's an opportunity to grow in as much as you continue to move forward, continue to serve. My tip that I yeah. have for people, if things are going bad, forget about yourself. Because if you go down that rabbit hole, you're going to be depressed. So instead, if it's going <laughs> bad, don't about yourself. turn around and serve more people. And as you serve more yeah. people with your heart, they're going to give you back feedback. Remember what we said at the beginning? What comes out, comes back in. You're feeling bad? Don't get bad out. Serve more people with love and kindness and with all that you got. And then you're going to get more of that coming back. And that wheel is starting to get out of that rut much faster. I love the the, the yeah. approach, the ways that you're talking about this. That's absolutely great. Cool. Right on, Megan. So, Thank you. That's cool. What words of encouragement? <laughs> what words of encouragement? <laughs> would you give someone that is struggling um yeah and i think it really has a lot to just do with, with continuing to move forward you know like it being a business owner can become really really uh isolating and lonely so i know one thing that's really helped me uh is by getting into networks that have other business owners in it because similarly like we have 
the same kind of language. We can support each other. Um, we can bounce things off of each other. Um, even, you know, with uh, spouses and significant others, you know, if they don't, if they're not a business owner, they're not going to fully understand what it really means to be a business owner, you know, and then, you know, that evolves as your, your business grows and you have different challenges. So getting in the networks of people that are on the same level as you in terms of like where your business is at, if you're a solopreneur or you're a CEO like me with a team, there's different challenges that we face. So putting yourself around other people like that is a really huge help. Um, but the other thing is you just got to keep moving forward. You got to keep pushing past um, the challenges because, you know, there's a lot of analogies. Uh, one of my favorite ones is like the one where the guy's digging. I'm sure everybody's probably seen this meme where he's digging and one of them keeps digging and the other one stops just short of like finding the gold or the diamond or whatever. So when, that's the same thing with business. A lot of times like we'll, we'll have these challenges, but in a couple months, it won't be a challenge anymore. You know, and we tend to live very much in the now, but what really helps us thinking about what your goals are. Like go back to that, go back to your why, you know, going yeah. back to that passion of why you started focusing on that and then focusing on your goal can really help get you out of the ruts and keep you going forward. And if you haven't, <laughs> so if you haven't set goals, start thinking about your goals, because when you start to think about that and start thinking about the possibilities, that really helps self-motivate. And you got to be a self-motivator if you're going to be a business owner. You got to yeah. have the network, but you got to be able to self-motivate yourself too. Cool. I love to unpack this for a while. You said that we can't do this alone and we need to have an environment where we can get towards and that environment will help and support us. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people say, I want to work with you unless they have certain criteria of elevated as far as their mind and, and not whining, complain, but looking for the opportunities rather than what's going wrong. Then it's a closed mind. So right. I, I don't want this. But when, and you're correct, unless we yeah. surround ourselves with this, it's important. And that's why I so protect it with my client to make sure that there's no, how do you say, disease that comes in it and start to be infectious. We don't want that. I'm going to read something that you put, because I think the words that you, your, your, the words of encouragement you says is go back to your why, because this resonates with me. If we don't know why we're doing things, that means we lack clarity and a confused mind takes no action. But then it says, the truth is that not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur, but If you can tap into your why, your passion, I love that, for what you're doing and cling to that and be intentional about it, you can get through any bump in the road. I think that the way you wrote it is absolutely fantastic. It encompasses all the things that we have. We need to have a why, we need to have a passion, and we need to hold on to it. And let's face it, life is hitting at us all the time, trying to sort of make us let go of this thing. Uh, but we can't. One of the stories I like to teach is whenever you decide, and this is for entrepreneurs, something that is powerful. Remember this story. Once it was told to me, I think 40 years ago, it, it just like penetrated me so much that I've made it part of the things that I do and the things that I teach. And it is the following. When you decide to go into the entrepreneur world, there's sort of this invisible guide that grabs you by the hand and starts to drag you through mud, thorns, thistles, swampland crappy places Ugh, it's crazy and then you're looking and then and that, that invisible guy looks at you you still want it and then it's yeah and it keeps bringing it to and then you still want it and it's, yeah and check this out if you say no 
it just drops you right there and now you're in the middle of nowhere literally without a rudder and you're stuck there and so <laughs> going yeah. doesn't work but if you if you hold on then he says yes i want it and through blood pain sit because let's face it entrepreneurs it's tough but when you hold on to it all of a sudden it brings you to a clearing there's a beautiful tree with much fruit there is a river coming down there's a little fountain as well everything is beautiful the sun is shining he says where was this all this time and then he looks at you and says i just wanted to make sure that you really wanted it now you deserve this so this is a story for all of us when it's dark when it's raw and he says and think of this it's like if the guide is asking you you still want this you say yes and then you keep dragging you and then you will get there so words of encouragement to keep on and on is absolutely great and your why and your passion will definitely make it happen so what's your next what is next on your to-do list any uh, professional projects that you plan in the future yeah so right now oh um because my goal is to work myself out of my business um so we're currently undergoing a few different things so one is we're working on um profit first certification so really helping um, business owners have a better idea of their numbers and their cash flow management is what profit first does um so we're going to be implementing that a little bit more into our services we've already started because I just am a firm believer of that. And our goal is to help businesses grow and those things go together. So we'll be able to now uh, utilize Profit First's uh, network and see SEO and that kind of thing as well by becoming so a professional. We'll get, and then the question, other thing Profit is that we're working. Um, uh, sorry, quick question. Yeah. Profit First, is this gonna be yeah. a one-on-one -on -one training? Is it gonna be a course, a video? Is it gonna be a seminar? How's it gonna be? Yeah, so that's a great question. So Profit First is based off of the book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Um, and it's basically just a shift in understanding your numbers as a business owner. So it's accounting for profit as well as paying yourself and your cash flow management, which are three main pieces that business owners fail at and which ultimately leads to a business failing. So we're going to be starting to implement those um, methods and ideology more into our services and we'll be doing it in a few different ways so one it will be uh like individual assessments i think i'm gonna have some kind of a group um coaching type of thing that will end up happening as well and then just in our core services as well will be um, implemented into our services so there'll be a few different options people can choose from um to be able to start uh putting applying that to their uh businesses and then um, in our business in structure, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, was, I was just going to say, one of the things that you mentioned is something that I so believe in. Information to create transformation needs to have integration. And you said, I'm yes. integrating this and in what I'm teaching people. So you have the formula for success. It's not just about reading all these books, all the stuff, all the material, but you need to integrate it into the daily activities that you do. So that it becomes an habitual behavior yeah. for you. And that behavior leads you to the next level. And that's what's so yeah. people say, oh, I, how can I be, be successful in a month? Well, it's because you need to change the habits yeah. deeply rooted in you. It's only through integration again and again. And we need to have someone else to help us, such as you, Megan. If people are just starting with their numbers and says, okay, I got it now. And then they leave next thing, you know, six months, they're, they're down the road again. What's, what happened? Yeah. Because well, they did not yeah. integrate it yet. It takes time. Mother Nature yeah. teaches well. You want to be 
plant yeah. a big tree, it takes a while before it grows. But when it grows, you will rest beneath its shade and have its fruit to nourish you in a good way. So yeah, I, I love what you said. So the program, uh, Profit First program is awesome. Excellent. Any other things yeah. that you're working on? Um, yep. And then we're working on EOS um, implementation into our firm as well. So EOS is, uh, stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. Every business has an operating system, whether it has a name or not. Um, but this particular system is based off of the book Traction by Gina Wickman. Um, and it basically is just how to build your business in six core areas so that it's sustainable for growth and um, doesn't hit the glass ceiling. So usually there's like this glass ceiling when you can grow your business to a certain point and then after that it doesn't become profitable or it starts to fall apart because of internal structure just kind of disintegrating. So EOS is a process, um, it's, a, it's a journey in and of itself to create a very solid core to your business so that you can continue to grow out. And like I said, bigger the bigger we grow, the bigger the impact that we have. And we have a very unique way and approach of being able to serve our clients um, and help them grow. So we're working on starting that implementation so that we can continue to grow until who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I love it. I love it. One of the things that you said, and again, everybody listening, entrepreneurs, she mentioned two books that were established uh, authority in their specific field. Megan did not reinvent the wheel. She took what was working and then started to implement yes. that and get accelerated traction because it was a proven things. Let's stop trying to make it everything on our own. You can borrow things from others or seek help from others yeah. of system that works. That's how you accelerate the growth at which you go. And so you've given two examples of things that you're implementing in your building, uh, in your business building upon the traction of other successful ideas and now you're tweaking them and making them your own which is the way to do it this is because now yeah. it becomes megan your business your deal your way of approaching things um uh, i don't know if you know about uh, yeah. uh, uh what's his name ah uh, it says garage i always uh, sam sam ovens sam ovens he's a he's a kid sure. at 23 years old started business at 25 years always making 25 million dollars and he said something wow. interesting. It's pretty wow indeed. And he said, I teach people what I do. But if you only do what I teach you to do, you'll never surpass me. What you need to do is take what I teach you and then apply it for a while and then start to put you in there. Then you will become your own yeah. blue ocean. You will surpass me. And so I love this thing of we need to take things that are working from others and then put ourselves into it. Put your blood, put your thoughts, your heart, your passion into it. So therefore you become you. And it's a blue ocean yeah. as opposed to a red ocean, a blue ocean that you're right. doing. Things. In in accounting and bookkeeping, there's a lot. Of, it's, it's a red ocean. But by doing it with the two things that mm -hmm. you've said right now, you're making a blue ocean out of your business. And this is wonderful. A true entrepreneur, Megan. I love yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the legacy yeah, you'd like excited. to leave? What is the legacy? Jeez, um, I think um, the biggest legacy uh, that I'd like to leave is, especially to my children, is just that they can do whatever they put their minds to, you know? And as mm. long as you work hard and continue <clears throat> to learn from your mistakes or from the challenges that you face and just keep moving forward, 
um, you can pretty much do anything. And, you know, that's um, that's probably the biggest legacy that I want to be able to leave that you can you can do things and become successful and make money, but still have an impact, a positive impact on people. So you can both make money and serve. They don't have to be separate things. You can do the same thing. And that's that's what I'm trying to do for myself and my family. And that's what I'm trying to help other business owners do with their businesses and their families. And I, I think the, that's what I would really like to leave as like when people look back at Sidekick Accounting and Megan Schwan, <laughs> that hopefully they see that. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. I like what you said, making money and serve. To me, I like to say it this way. If you serve enough people, don't worry, the money will come. That's Zig Ziglar it says, give enough people what they yes. want, you get whatever you want. And so that servant mentality for all of us, don't go for money, go for service, help add value to yes. people's lives. And when you do, they'll pay you handsomely and they'll refer you to other people as well, which is absolutely yes. wonderful. I love it. Okay. So now I always add just for fun, uh, I always have to ask this little twist at the end. If you had a superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, like I had said on that one, we are sidekick accounting, which uh, just as a quick backstory, um, my my uh, business name used to be McRae Accounting, which was my married last name. So when I separated, I had to figure out a new name, which let me tell you, finding a business name is like naming harder than naming a kid. <laughs> So I was trying to figure it out um, and landed on Sidekick because we do truly try to be a partner and an advocate and a sidekick to our clients. But it's also a homage to my kids because we're very avid Marvel fans. So I had to laugh at this question, Francois, because we talk about superheroes a lot within our organization. Um, and if I had to have one, because I am a single mama four, it would be to make time slow down <laughs> so I can for me so I could get more done in a period of time or that I would not have to sleep <laughs> because and there's a lot to do every single day and not a lot of time in the day to do it <laughs> so those would be my superpowers instead instead I delegate so that's <laughs> excellent as a you human <laughs> you're making it happen in a way you've you found the way that's that's what entrepreneurs do we find the way hey if I could not sleep well, how can I how can I do well I delegate and as you delegate you multiply right. yourself that's absolutely great yeah so what's one of the ways that people can get a hold of you in the chat I just put uh, your website. So is there any other ways or preferred way do you like people to get a hold of you? Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about our services, definitely visiting our website would be the way to get that done fastest. Um, otherwise, if you want to just connect with me, um, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, both me and my business. Um, so Megan Schwan or uh, Sidekick Accounting Services. And um, there's also a text link on our website as well. So that's 414-310-7689. You can call or text that number as well if you prefer that way. And that is the best ways to probably get a hold of me. Excellent. So therefore, sidekick-accounting.com is your website. Yep. Thank you so much for coming here. I appreciate you. Any last Thank words you. of wisdom you'd like to leave to people in order to empower them and get them fired up as entrepreneurs because we all have our own burdens, but we all know that we want to make a difference. Yeah. So what would that be? Um, 
You know, I think that you have to be really special to be an entrepreneur. So if you're thinking about it or in the process of doing it, you're already really special. And what you have to offer is unique, even if you're doing the same as many others. And the world needs you. So if that is really what you want to do in your passion, like stick with it, stick through the hard things, do the research, do the work, find the people to talk to, the experts to talk to, and you'll be able to make it happen. So just keep going. Excellent. I Megan, thank you so much. These are great words and they're in totally in mesh and harmony with the message I love to bring to people. You are everything passes through you. You are the most important person. Says, no, my clients are. Well, let's face it. If you don't exist, they don't exist. So we need to take care of you and make sure that everything yeah. that you do is not going to burn you out. And, and there's ways to make this happen to so yeah. accelerate who you are to serve better. That's why I like to call how to become more. The more we become, the easier mm -hmm. the task gets. Not that the task is easier, but that our ability yeah. to do it has increased. And this is something that's really powerful. Yeah. Megan, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, continue to do what it is that you're doing. Go forward. Don't let it stop you. Get some encouragement. Megan went through some hardship. She overcame them. And you can too. We appreciate you. Keep on smiling. And until next time, make it a great day. If you need any help, you know who to reach. HowToBecomeMore.com is our pleasure to be here and to serve you. Have yourself a great day. Thanks, Megan. Bye. Thank you.